Hi. In the last two days, we'll be looking at the smart pastor as part of our series on pastoral leadership. And so far, we looked at the smart talking pastor and the smart thinking pastor. Today, we want to look at the smart tasking pastor. How do pastors delegate responsibilities and get the right people to do the right work? Smart pastors know how to do it. You know, he asked chapter 6, the verse 3 and 4. The Bible said, Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. You see, the church in the book of Acts had just grown. And there were people who were complaining about the distribution of food. And they have gone to the pastors to ask them to come and distribute food. Because the widows and the Greek widows were fighting over the food. The Greek widows felt that they were not being given enough food. So they went to see the pastors and asked them to come and serve food. But the pastors being smart pastors decided to smart task. Decided to smart task. The, the very important and instructive statement here is that, verse 4, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. See, a smart tasking pastor is someone who is able to effectively and efficiently delegate responsibilities so that he has enough time to, to pray and to study the word of God. If you don't have time to pray and to study God's word, you are not smart tasking. So here are the smart seven practical ways to build a smart workforce that can work for you. Here are the seven practical ways. Number one, number one, analyze the job to be done. Every smart pastor, before giving people responsibilities, will sit down to analyze the job. You remember when Nehemiah went to rebuild the broken walls? It took him three days to go and look at the work. You cannot give work to people you have not analyzed. Sit down and do an analysis of the job to be done. When you finish doing the analysis of the job to be done, the next thing you do, like, like, like the smart tasking pastors, they'll sit down, do analysis of the job to be done. Then from there, they do the second most important one. They call many, but choose a few. You know, Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is like a man who casts his net into the sea. And when he has caught many fish, he sat down and took the good one, separated the good from the bad. That is what smart tasking leaders do. You don't analyze the job and just, just find one person and say, come and do it. You call many. Like recently, we had over 100 pastors that we trained in our one-year Bible school for free. But among the 100, I selected a few. And it's the few would just be the best. That's why big companies, when they are employing people, they do adverts across. Some even do across international news to make sure that they have a skill bank, the best, and then they choose from. Don't just gather a few people and say, oh, come and become my leaders. Smart pastors don't do that. Smart pastors don't gather a few people and say, you are going to be my leaders. Sometimes some people feel uncomfortable when they are a small group around you and you are bringing in more people. They feel, but you see, bring in more people and choose from a few. The 12 disciples of Jesus were not the only people following Jesus. There were hundreds, there were thousands of people following Jesus, but he chose from amongst them. When you have a large number of people, you can get the best from amongst them. So, you know, in your church, everybody must be a potential leader. And out of, when you are calling to train people, call a large number of people. 
train all of them. And then from amongst them, start picking. You'll be amazed to see the number of potential leaders in the church that you did not know. Three, describe the job to be done. You see, smart tasking pastors, after analyzing the job, after calling many and choosing from them, do you know what they do? Now they have to sit you down and give you detailed descriptions of the job that you have to do. Pastor, don't just appoint people and say, oh, this is what you are going to do, and let them do it. Give them detailed descriptions of the job they are going to do. Number four, smart tasking pastors orient their team members. Those on the workforce, they give them proper orientation. You see, every church, every church have their culture and their climate. Every team will have their culture and their climate. So if you are putting something together, a new person into your team, sit down with the person. Let the person understand how your team works, how your team culture works. If you come to Accra Business School, we have our culture. We have the way we work. If you come to Pleasant Place Church, we have the way we work. We have the way we do our thing. You are not going to come in and change our culture. So I need to sit you down and orient you. That's what smart taxing pastors do. Number five, they commit time to coach and mentor team members. They commit time to coach and mentor team members. So they take their time to coach and mentor team members. So coaching is the skills they need immediately to be able to function. Mentoring may take a long time, but you build that relationship with the person and try to reproduce yourself into the person. Smart tasking leaders, that is what they do. And then number six, they develop team members. I can easily identify people and know that this person, the next five years, can be a great person and start putting the person on a development program and try to walk the person through that five years for the person to become. That's what smart acting leaders do. If you can't prepare people for the future, you have no future for your organization or for your church. As I sit here, I know those that will emerge and take over Accra Business School. I know those that will emerge and take over the Pleasant Place Church because I'm committed to developing people. For coaching and mentoring, it is now now. But for development, it's futuristic. Then finally, smart taxing leader, nurture the team in the conducive environment. When you build a workforce, make sure you create a conducive environment for people to feel secured, to have psychological security and job security. If somebody is working for you and feel that if I'm honest and I share my opinion, I can be victimized, they cannot share their opinions. Or, or the person is not sure if my job is safe for the next, the least things, I will sack you. You will see, I will sack you. You will not get commitment for those people. Create a conducive environment. Create a family environment in your workplace and let people feel welcome. When we shut down our office during the corona shutdown in Ghana, my team members were still coming to the office to me because our office is like a family. It's like a family. People feel, when I ask my staff, work from home, work from home. Don't come to the, when there were partial lockdown, when there were even partial lockdown and people can now come to office to work. I said work from home. People will still come to the office to work because our office is more homey than even their homes. Create a conducive environment for people to enjoy working with you. God bless you. Thank you for joining me. I hope it's been a blessing for you. I'll see you again.